We're so glad you found us here at the Leadership After Hours podcast. If you're finding value in this content, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. This allows us to spread the modern leadership revolution. Plus, you don't want to miss out on a single weekly episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. Real talk with real leaders committed to creating better companies and a better world. Presented by Stronger Leaders, Stronger Profits with your host, Sean Patton. Welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. I'm here with Dr. Brian Glubkowski, the creator of Answer Intelligence. And I've talked with Brian several times the last year, really interested in his his topic and his concept. And I think it's very valuable. So I'm excited for this conversation. So thanks for being on today, Brian. Sean, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So let's just get right into it with, you know, the creator of Answer, you know, Answer Intelligence. What is Answer Intelligence? So Answer Intelligence is the ability to provide elevated answers to important questions. Each of us have important conversations and your ability to influence others is predicated on your ability to provide high quality answers. That's the basic premise. Mm. So why, why this? Why did, you know, of all the things you can do, you're a smart guy, driven guy, why, what led you to this topic? Yeah, my background's in and out of academia. And when I was a doctoral student, I was at a conference at Ohio State and sitting around with all these other prominent academics, I was a doctoral student. And the focus of the conversation centered around the fact that researchers tend to focus on things they're not good at. So this sort of dotted line to where we're at today, you know, I'm, I'm not good at a lot of things, but, you know, communication was always something I felt challenged with. I had a lot of ideas I wanted to share in the classroom and beyond. And sometimes I felt like and got feedback that people didn't understand me. They weren't persuaded by my arguments. So I think this one in one shape or another over over several years moved me towards understanding how to better communicate, how to be more effective. And when I was doing that, the biggest gap was around answers. And maybe I could explain that briefly for you, Sean. So yeah, if please you, do. Yeah, if you think about it, we all know questions. You know, going back to grade school, where, where we learn about the six WH questions, open and closed questions. And you know, sales and coaching methodologies are based on questions. So we know a lot about questions. What really struck me in my research was we do not know as much about answers. Think about that going back to grade school. There is no typology of answer types, like there are question types. So long story short, I conducted this research, identified six answer types, concept, metaphor, theory, story, procedure, and action that map to questions. And when I was doing this research, I felt like I was making myself whole, like I was giving myself the ability to communicate with others and influence. And that that's what really led me towards this journey of, of trying to understand answers. Mm. Isn't it interesting how the, you know, that, that self-reflection and that journey often informs us about the way we need to go in life and maybe in business and I love the fact that on that introspection, you turned, you know, an area that you wanted to be better at and you didn't know why and just dove head in. And now, you know, postdoctoral student company, 
right? Now you're teaching others about these different answer types of answers and how to develop them. So why is it important to, I guess, know, why is it important to know the different types of answers and how does that apply? What, how is that useful in your you know personal and professional life? Yeah, I'll answer this in terms of a metaphor. You know, of course, one of the six answer types. Here's a metaphor for you. If you don't have a target to aim at, how are you going to hit the bullseye? And we have a target to aim at for question types, you know, six WH questions, open and close questions. We know where we're aiming at. And if we don't have a framework and different answer types to aim at, how are we going to be effective? We're going to go through conversations. We're not going to provide the proper answers. And you need to understand these different answer types to influence others. Maybe I can give you one example. Uh, let's take interviews. So imagine you're on a job interview and you get asked sort of a, a big question. You know, what is leadership? Maybe you're a junior person moving up to a senior sort of leadership position, and they're directly asking you if you really understand what leadership is. And, you know, oftentimes they're not as direct, but maybe very direct questions coming. What is leadership? Your ability in AQ terms to answer that with a concept and metaphor is going to determine the quality of your response. So, for example, I might say something like leadership is helping others achieve a goal. It, it's about inspiring and holding others accountable. That's a concept answer. As a metaphor, I might say, and, you know, for those that, you know, we're viewing this via the video feed, I have my fingers out. You know, leadership is like, you know, these two fingers I've extended. They're like two ropes. When the ropes are separate, they're strong. But when they're braided together, I'm crossing my fingers. The rope is stronger. That's how I'm going to lead. Each meeting, I'm going to inspire and hold people accountable. So the, the, the point here is that you may substantively disagree with my concept answer of leadership or my metaphor answer, but, you know, I have command of the topic. And if you get asked these big questions, you know, what is, you know, leadership? Why should we buy from you? How do we work with you? You need to have command of the different answer types so you can influence. And that's what it's really about. And anyone that wants to influence in leadership, sales, negotiations, or any topic, this is an important framework for them. I love that. So have you identified certain question types that lend themselves to certain answer types that you should be prepared for? Like, where's, was there overlap? How does that structure? Is it a one-to-one? How does that work? Yeah. So, you know, on our website, raiseyouraq.com, and there's a visual of six answer types in a circle surrounded by questions. And as you go horizontally across the answer wheel, different question types map to different answer types. We've already gone through one of them. So what questions? You know, what is leadership? What is your product? What do you believe in? That's those what questions are answered with concept and metaphor. So then okay. there's the why questions. You know, why should we work with you? You know, why should we hire you? These questions are answered with theory and story. So theory is strategy, cause and effect, right? So like for the why should you hire me, I may say I'm a leader and I'm going to improve employee retention. You know, that's a you know theoretical statement and maybe in this economy that's important. And I could tell a story about that, of how, you know, about me doing that in the past. So the why question is answered with theory and story. 
And finally, the how question. So someone during the interview might say, well, how, how are you going to lead a meeting? You know, you know how, are you, how, how do we work with you? All these how questions, those are answered with procedure and action. So to explain that a little bit more, think of baking a cake. Baking a cake includes a recipe, you know, 10 steps in a recipe. That's like a procedure. Those are the steps. And then you have actions, each step, like cracking an egg. So that's the relationship between procedures and actions. So if I'm on an interview and I say, you know, that, you know, my number one soft skill is leadership, I better be able to explain how I lead. So I should be able to explain a procedure of how I run a meeting, maybe three steps, and give key actions that illustrate how I do it intentionally. So that's that's what we're talking about, and that's the mapping between the why, what, and how questions to the different answer types. Yeah, I mean, that's so powerful, right? And and as you prepare for interviews or even give you know explanations to to your team if you are a leader or you know, in, in your life, because you're right. We focus so much on, you know, asking questions, but being able to clearly communicate on both sides, how do you ask good questions? How do you give good answers and back and forth why that's so important? So as someone, you know, comes in to try to learn, I need to raise my, my AQ, right? I need to raise my answer intelligence here. What, what are some ways when you go and teach, you know, your clients or you teach this in classrooms, you know, where do we start in terms of how do we learn this skill set? Yeah, that's a great question. I want to answer that. But first, I want to, you know, sort of, I guess, address maybe an implicit concern some people may have. Because before okay. you can start using AQ, you got to believe that it's important. And many of us, you know, use question-based approaches and questions are wonderful. So I just want to lean into like questions and answers in the relationship briefly and say, it's okay to like both. I think like you just alluded to. So you know, think about, you know, a nice dinner conversation you've had with a friend recently. Chances are that conversation was balanced. Both sides spoke about equally. Both sides asked and answered questions about equally. Both sides cared about each other. That is roughly the straw person idea for a conversation that I believe in. So what I'm saying is, yes, questions are important, but answers are equally important, and you got to be good at both. So for those of you listening that think, you know, wow, questions are more important than answers, and you know, that I'm suggesting you should do one or the other, or maybe just focus on answers. No, it's both. Okay. So once you have that and you open your mind up to answers, then we can start talking about. How do you raise your AQ? I think the first, you know, I'll give you a couple tips and then I'll sort of pause. One thing is understand the relationship between questions and answers. That's going to help you whether you ask questions or you provide answers. You know, imagine you're doing the job interview and you ask someone, how do you lead? You're really looking for a procedure and action answer. If they give you a story answer, maybe they don't understand your question or they're trying to BS you, so to speak. You know, and mm -hmm. you understand the operational criterion for what an effective answer is. Wow, that's powerful. You know, second, if you want to raise your AQ, what I would recommend doing is take an important topic for you, say leadership, or maybe it's sales. Can you communicate your company's value proposition in six answers? Take out a piece of paper, write down all six answer types. 
see how it looks. Ask others about it. So that's a, that's a tip. Another thing you can do is simply try out the different answer types. And I'll stop after this, this third, I'll mention one more, four. So just try out the answer type. So since we've talked about interviews, we've all been junior job candidates at some point in our career, and many still are. I'm not, but many still are. And you can recall back when you were a junior person on a job circuit, you had like 10 interviews in a row over different days. And what did you do? You tried out your story on the first interview, it didn't work. You tried it the second interview, it didn't work. Third interview, you got one that worked. And then the fourth, fifth interview thereafter, you kept on using that story because it worked. The same thing is true for all the answer types. Try a metaphor. You're going to see that maybe it doesn't work, but it's going to work. So just be intentional. Try the different answer types, and you're going to be surprised how people respond. And the final fourth tip, with my research with expert communicators, we came up with these high AQ practices. Encourage you to look at the website. These are simple techniques, like how questions and answer, answers map to each other, how you combine answers together. You could take a look at that list, and that'll really help you. Now, just maybe mention one of those on the list: provide compliments. And these answers in a circular ordering, answers that are next to each other can complement each other. So, if you're asking me a question, what is mentoring? I can answer that and say, you know, mentoring is helping someone become their better future self. It's about career support, social support, role modeling. That's a classic concept answer. And Sean, you may say, wow, I get the concept, but I don't know how to do social support. Well, then I could provide a procedural answer and say, open door policy is social support. You know, step one, if your door opens, step two, invite people in. Step three, if the meeting's going to be less than five minutes, meet with them help them out with their emotional concerns, if not, set up a different meeting. That's a simple procedure, but what it lays out is with emotional support, unlike cash support, you have to provide it when people need it. So you want the door to be open. And going back to AQ, I just illustrated a concept answer with a procedure answer. Those are next to each other. So there's ways to conversations flow and we call that you know, providing complimentary answers that are next to each other on the circle wheel. So those are four things. Hopefully one of those are, are interesting. I know. I, I love that. And, you know, I think what a great exercise that anyone can do for their work or a cause or anything their work, you know, their, or personal life, you know, to sit down and be like, okay, so your company, right. Or your team or whatever. Okay. How do you, did you describe, you know, what you do, right? Like what makes you special metaphor? Company. Okay. Why? And then come up with those examples. and then like test those out. And I could see, you know, even as people try to develop, like you said, maybe sales scripts or as people try to develop content, you know, I, the amount of people, right. that are trying to develop. I don't know what to say. I'm trying to put out good quality content. Well, okay. I'll tell you what, describe what you do or in a metaphor describe why it's important and give a story, right? Like those types of exercises I think could be, are really powerful. And it's a great, I love this, not just in terms of learning how to answer questions effectively, but that's obviously a huge part of it, but the structure in thinking through a concept to make sure that you fully understand the concept, right? Like if you're a small business owner and you can 
give the what you're of your company in a metaphor and concept, give the why you give it in a theory and a story and give procedurally how you do what you do, man, you just put those in like, you put that in one document and you're like, here's one sheet, here's my company. Like that, that's, that's, that's the outline of the entire show, a true comp- comprehension of really any topic, right? Yeah. I, well articulated with, with those examples in that tour there. AQ works for any topic because any important topic, you know, involves language and questions and answers that you have to navigate the conversation, whether it's real, you know, one, you know, back and forth discussion, or you could even think of like one way communication, like a website, you know, basically, you know, the people visiting are asking implicit and explicit questions and they're going to navigate your website looking for answers. If they don't have those answers, what are they going to do? They're going to leave. And so you could design a website. It really, you know, it's, it can be used for any type of communication. Yeah, that, that is that is a powerful tool. What what are some maybe examples? So I'll ask some, you know, maybe some stories of some clients that you've worked with, and maybe some high impact examples of the use of this framework. Yeah, one of our partners. So we have certified partners that use AQ around the world. One of our partners, Jason Langford Brown out of London, used AQ and we have sort of a training that people can use for he worked with an executive team that did big ticket project management work. And the focus of the engagement was coaching. The company wanted to, you know, upskill their ability to coach others. So we went through sort of a four week experience that built upon the work he had done, conventional work on coaching he had done with the clients. And basically this gave every one of the executives a framework they could use for any given coaching situation. Think about it. You're working with a report, you're trying to upskill them. You know, what is your problem? What do you think is important here? Why are you doing this? How are you doing this? And he gave them a very concise framework to navigate those conversations. And it allows you to be intentional in how you approach things. And I'll say one last thing to, you know, punctuate this. The, the executives you know, found it really useful. And one of them was explaining a situation where they were coaching, you know, one of the team members. They were getting frustrated because the work wasn't moving forward. And I asked them, you know, are you demanding procedure and action answers? Are you moving them towards procedure and action answers? You know, if you're you're not, then it's your fault. You're not asking the right questions. And using AQ, you can ask a question and, and ask for information different ways. You can say, how are you going to do that project? Or you can say, can you give me a three-step procedure of how you're going to do that project? Or you can say, can you explain to me a key action you think is holding up the project? Can you explain to me a key action that's really moving the project forward? So it gives you skill. You can ask questions. You can prompt people for answers directly. And this really opened this organization up, and they've had a lot of success with AQ and used it uh, in many areas of their business, and including sales and other areas. So that's that's one extended example. No, I I love how you know you're highlighting again this relationship between questions and answers in terms of 
this isn't just about learning how to answer questions, right? This is just like an interview tool. But when you come to, when you're able to synthesize that information, you know, maybe not, maybe not master it, but at least get some fuller understanding of it, how you can sort of reverse engineer based on the type, based on the information you want, you know, the right question to get the type of response that's going to give you, you know, the most value. And I think that is, you know, that on top of itself is, is so important as, as leaders, you know, and I, as I work with companies, the, the two things I always say, right. That if you could wave a magic wand and fix that would completely transform a company would be communication and counseling, right? Those two things. Like if you can, if, if, if every, if you figure if every time you ask someone to do something, they understood exactly what you wanted, <laughs> right? And, and then you would do counseling, which is also communication, right? And you would clearly lay out what clear expectations are, what they, you understand what they want out of this job and, you know, progress them forward, right? If you did counseling and communication, right? The companies, if you got that 90%, right? You're going to be one of the best companies in the world. Like that is what companies struggle with, right? Is those, those two things. I don't know what, and from your experience, it, I mean, is that, is that what you've seen as well? Is that why you're focused on this? Yeah. Let me try to connect some of those dots further. I think you have a lot of managers, executives, they move up the ranks based on their functional expertise, right? Sales, you know, things they do well, accounting, but not leaders. There's no one, no one has their first job. You're a leader. And now you move up to leader two. Doesn't work that way. These are skills that they have to somehow pick up along the way. And particularly for these soft skills, they're challenged because there's somewhat, you know, foreign appendage for them, but then they also don't know how to communicate effectively. So if you don't know questions and answers, you don't have to navigate the conversation. And so there's really a lack of intentionality about navigating a conversation. And to sort of illustrate that, encourage everyone listening to think about their last team meeting. Maybe it was over Zoom, maybe it was live. And many of you probably had a bad experience. And a lot of this can be reduced down to not knowing how to effectively communicate. So imagine if the person facilitating the meeting doesn't know AQ. What happens is the meeting just sort of meanders. Questions come up. All of a sudden, Joe or Susan start telling a story. Maybe it's like two stories back and forth, and the meeting's over. In AQ terms, that's not an intentional conversation. Maybe you want to design the meeting to try to go over all six questions or to say, nice, nice story, Bob. Let's talk about how we're going to implement that as a procedure in our next sales call. And if we can't move from story to procedure, the different answer types, then it's not effective. So I think, you know, the, the people are not intentional with communication because they don't know about a framework like AQ and they've never really focused on it. So it's just something they just sort of let happen. And uh, let me pause there as I think I'm losing the thread of your initial question, but hopefully that was helpful. No, I think that's amazing. And I am excited to get into more of that application and leader conversation because to your point, you're right. I mean, and it's funny how aligned in a sense who we're serving with our different companies and efforts, because that same problem you're talking about is exactly, you know, how, you know, what I try to work on, right. Is that, that communication piece because, or I should say the leadership piece, because you're right. People get put into jobs, right. And then you're the best, 
you're the best salesperson we got, Brian. Yeah. So you've been here. So guess what? Now you're the sales manager. I guess we'll start training you how to be a manager now. Like after you're like, I'm already a manager. Now you're going to start training me. Like what? Right. You know, it's, that's the part I, I get on the leadership side is like one of our, we have these four leadership truths for our clients. And one of them is you should train and evaluate someone for the role before you put them in it, mm-hmm. which sounds like, oh yeah. But you think, wait a minute, does your company do that? <laughs> does your company train the person to be a VP before they hire them as a VP? Or no, they don't, right? They just, so it's, it's crazy how that's not done. And then to your point, it's also crazy how important and intentional something like being able to answer and ask questions and communicate effectively. But how often does a company say, Hey, we're going to, Hey, we're going to take one hour a week and we're going to practice and teach you a framework for communication or do a retreat for it or hire someone that doesn't happen. They're just like, Brian's not good at communicating. All right. Well, Brian, you got to get better communicating. You're out of here. It's like, what, (laughs) you know? So that the frameworks for that that development is so important. And so we're going to talk more about that. So this is just part one. We're going to take a quick break here for those listeners, you know, stick around and, you know, wait for part two, or if you're listening to us later, stick around because we're, are, we're going to whole another section to talk about how this, imp, imp, this AQ works for leaders and their development and Brian's background. So Brian, thanks so much. But at the end of this, like I said, we'll have stuff in show notes, but what is the best way if someone wants to learn more about you, your business, What's the best way they get a hold of you or learn more? I would say go to the website, raiseyouraq.com, or you can search for me on LinkedIn, Brian Glubkowski. I'm the only one <laughs> with that name. So uh, <laughs> those are two ways to reach me. Awesome. Well, thanks, Brian. I appreciate this. Look forward to part two.